The views and opinions expressed on the Middle Class VO podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. Any feelings hurt therein are an unfortunate byproduct of the quest for infotainment. Also, please be reminded that concerted efforts have been made so as not to put anyone's knickers in a twist. Having one's knickers in a twist is not an objective or goal. However, if your knickers are in a twist and it persists for more than four hours, please seek out a physician. Moreover, if anyone were to feel besmirched by any of the commentary on the Middle Class VO podcast, it would be purely coincidental. No besmirchment is intended. Please enjoy. Coming up on this episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. I became known as the crying coach. Go talk to Walt. She's the one who'll make you cry. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, sling and local cars, read an IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Here we are once again for the best podcast in all of the land. Sure, we're, we're, we're striving for that anyway. It's the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick in Nashville, Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati from the heartland of America. Welcome, Bobby. How are you? How's your week been? It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this voice thing now, and which is just a, a, a voiceover talent. It's nightmare. It's like I've taken all the, the typical things, the uh, elderberry and the Zycam. It's like, I can't lose my voice. The throat coat, one of my favorites. Yes. And it's you're right. It's one of the things that we fear the most, my goodness, is, is losing our voice or having any kind of uh, affectation that is unnatural to our voice. One of the things I learned early on in my coaching days, Bobby, was if you are sick, if you have a little bit of a bug, you never tell the client. Never tell them. Always be ready to do the VO. If you sound a little off, more than likely you don't don't sound as bad as you might think in your head. Yeah. And the other thing is, is if it is that bad, the client will say something. So it's kind of like just the opposite of when you were little and you were sick and you made a big deal about it. <laughs> I don't want to go to school today. My throat hurts. Shoot. I must admit there was uh, more than one time that I was throwing that uh, thermometer up to the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, Kevin, the little actor. Mom, I don't feel good. And, you know, prior to that, when I was doing that, I had no coaching no training whatsoever, but I've had a lot of training in the voiceover world since then. I, I started my voiceover career with a great uh, beginning voiceover training course, and I've uh, had lots of training since then. Bobby and I both agree that is an, an essential part of your voiceover career. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, Bobby, we were talking about, you know, our uh, history with voiceover coaching. I have uh, I did that first voiceover coaching class. And then, uh, like a year or so later, I did, in like 2006, I think, I did another voiceover class where it was uh, imaging or uh, promos and trailers. And then I took time off and I just worked. And uh, then here in the last few years, I've uh, done some more training and it just made such an impact on my career and where my career is going. Oh, yeah, so much more than you would ever, ever expect. And the great thing about 
coaching in our world is you can narrow it down to genres. There are coaches like I was talking about that work only in promos and trailers. There's some that probably work mostly in commercials, some that work mostly in documentary. Tell me about your uh, coaching history. I didn't get a first coach until about three years ago when I when I made the, the jump from radio to voiceover full-time. And I found this person, I'm not going to name any names, I found this person as a referral from one of the agents on their website. And I'm telling you what, this person was brutal. I mean, I I was crying. It, sometimes there are coaches, they, they're not for the faint of heart. It's just like, they're going to tell you like it is. And we did maybe three or four sessions. And they, after the fourth room, like, she said, you just have not improved. You're not getting it. <laughs> wow. And I was like, but I gave up my radio job. I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, some people would probably call that tough love. Yeah, true. Um, but but we as ac- actors typically are a little more sensitive <laughs> than that. So so to us, I'm sure that was uh, that'd be crushing. It was. It was. But then after that, the next coach was amazing, and we just clicked. And you've got to find that coach. Coach is coach. And you and I have both found a coach that we really love. And we have got him on the line right now, one of the best coaches in all of the land, Mr. Dave Walsh. Dave, thanks for joining us on the Middle Class Video Podcast. Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate that very much. In all of the land, I don't know how large that land is. <laughs> so Dave is famous for a certain style or a certain technique that he has actually patented and copyrighted. Copyright is probably a better word. Dave, why don't you tell us about your uh, technique? Well, the, the, the technique is called the true tell. And I... I The term came to me several years ago when a client actually kind of, I hate to use the word regurgitated, but actually said it back to me when I didn't really know what to call it. Uh, It it all kind of stemmed from having a vocal injury myself where I had been told that uh, I had a neurological disorder that was causing my vocal cords to strangle and to spasm. When in reality, I'd gone to a speech therapist uh, in LA who was the only doctor in the world who treated this particular disorder without any kind of the treatment of choice at the time were Botox injections in the vocal cords, which was just ridiculous. And so this doctor told me that I was just simply speaking inauthentically. I was using a voice that wasn't my own. Well, I had come to work with a number of people, other voice actors, but people from every walk of life who went to this doctor because he was the only one who treated the condition non-invasively. And so I had begun coaching at that time. And over the course of several years of working with people from every walk of life, I thought about how do I incorporate this idea of non-authentic speaking into my coaching? And I realized that actors were doing what I had done, which was using a sound that I thought was bookable and bankable to, to, and it did work. I made an enormously wonderful living from it, but eventually my voice and my body gave out. I couldn't do it anymore. So I couldn't come up with a name for this particular kind of process. And so an actor came to me one week. She had This was her second week of coaching. And she came back to me and said, well, in the McDonald's script that we worked on last week, you said that my true tell about the product was 
not connected. And immediately I went, I had forgotten I even used the word Trutel. I didn't even know where it came from. But to me, I was like, my God, that's it. It's sticking. That's the name of the process. And so the name has really kind of stuck over the last four or five years, particularly in the last probably three, where it's a, it's it's working, uh, coaching clients to speak from their most authentic self. That if you speak from the absolute truth of what you're talking about, your voice will shift itself into the place it's supposed to be in pitch and tone and speed and volume. All of those things will fall into place because the method, guys, is not reinventing the wheel. This isn't anything where it's like I've said this before, that it's manna from heaven, where it's this 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 new uh, process that's never been. It's simply shedding a light on the way we all talk every day. We all talk from a place of authenticity, of clarity, of understanding what we're talking about, who we're talking with, and why. So that's what this is. The core of this work is really that, you know. So that's that's why the the title is so simple, and so is the process. Skip it a boop, papa. Dave, why do you think it is that voice actors have such a hard time with going from inauthentic to their true tell? They because they. Because they believe that their natural voice isn't enough. They don't, I mean, we, we as actors are people pleasers and we work in a business. I mean, you guys came from world of radio for years before you crossed over into voiceover. And you know only too well that this is a business of sound. Every aspect of whether it's radio or it's voiceover and in every tract of voiceover, it's about the sound. But it's really the sound that's backing up the story, not the other way around. So trying to get actors to think differently that way in the booth, where your your soul is trying to understand what it's telling, what it's talking about and who you're talking with, that's kind of hard sometimes to get on top of when it's a story that you didn't write, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, so to speak, sometimes, you know? And that's and that's where the challenge for a lot of people are is, how? why am I telling this story? What, what do I know about, you know, Weed Killer? And what do I know about the <laughs> latest sale, at, you know, at Publix and, you know, that kind of thing? So it, that's where the challenge comes. And it becomes kind of emotional for some voice talent. We noticed in Normandy there was a group of, I don't know, five, ten women, and you had us all crying once <laughs> we got to our true tell. Are you, are you like Barbara Walters? Do you, is that your intention? <laughs> no, it's like, because well, because I became known as the crying coach. Like, I, that was, that was, you know, at, at the at this retreat uh, in, in Normandy, France, it was just, yeah, go talk to Wall. She's the one who will make you cry. Yeah. But it it's, it is that it's the connection to you and realizing and sometimes the emotional part of it is we uncover that you really can be your authentic self as you talk and sometimes the coolest thing is when people realize how connected to a subject matter they are and how much to their core it goes when they speak to the right person for the right reasons it just it creates this visceral honesty and power that i can't even describe and that's what causes the emotion that's the that's the epitome guys of true tell mm-hmm. not that you're crying but it's that feeling of that spine tingle when you know that mm-hmm. you're it's almost like that your spine is aligned and you feel the hairs in the back of your neck stand up 
Mm-hmm. That's authenticity. That's the absolute best example of being in the zone. Dave, you, you kind of alluded to it, but you were a prolific voice actor yourself and did countless national campaigns. Hyundai was your account uh, nationally for many years. And what was, were you doing coaching while still doing VO work? I was. I um, I started coaching about, it's now going to be 11 years. I've been a voice actor for 28 years. Yeah. And so I, I really had, and I know we, we with the terms are so overused now, you know, blessed, proud, gratitude, hashtag, you know, hashtag gratitude. Right. Uh, But I really am grateful for having been able to work in every facet of voiceover, video games, animation, promo, trailer, commercial narration, affiliate. I mean, so having lived in those worlds and giving them equal weight really helped when I went to start into coaching because I always treated my career as a brand and as a business. I came from the world of television uh, publicity and marketing and research. And so when I when I started working as a voice talent, I treated my career exactly the way I was when I packaged television shows and have done the same thing subsequently with every every client's career. Because I, I really feel like it's more of a strategist than simply coaching. It's really helping performers not just find the truth of the story, but how their career kind of evolves and, and evolves uh, to the next level in terms of how it how it brands with clients, with agents, with reps, with, you know, non-union and union. So it's it's kind of that combination that really kind of is packaged inside of what I do. And I can attest to that because, you know, you and I have been in sessions where we've, you know, kind of gone off the true tell and have talked strategy and we've talked you know angles and you know all about the business and that's one of the great advantages of working with dave walsh dave tell us if somebody were looking for a coach and considering coaching tell us about your process if it's a good fit with you because it's not always going to be a good fit is that right yeah i mean i think i think again as i said what I kind of bring to the table is a combination of all the tracks. For me, it's more about the authenticity of each format. But working with a coach is a trust relationship. It's a marriage. And there are certain clients that have resonated with me and some clients that have not. And I mean, for them, they feel connected. And there are some clients that resonate with other coaches because the, the, the style is more kind of to their liking. It's what they really kind of, they feel more assimilated to. But yeah, I mean, I think that choosing your coach is a very particular kind of thing. And, and there are several people who I've met or feel that if they hopscotch from coach to coach to coach to coach, they're getting a little bit from everyone. I think that's a, more of a detriment than an asset to your work. I don't, do I think that you should be able to sample different coaches? Yes. But do I think you should hopscotch across, at the same time, multiple coaches? I think that that confuses the process. I don't think it gives you the ability to have a solid foundation. So I, I think your question, to answer your question, hopefully I am. Mm-hmm. Um, when you choose your coach, you know, it's about their experience. What is their 
what's the pedigree? Where did they come from? Do some research about them. Talk to other actors who might have worked with them. Talk If you have agents, talk to your agents. Because a good coach has the relationships not only with the talent, but with the reps as well. So, you know, really do that kind of research and feel and you'll feel when you're connected with them and when you're not. Are there any genres you you don't do? You don't coach in? I don't. I don't coach animation and I don't coach video games and I usually don't coach radio imaging. Uh, There are gurus in those worlds that I can't touch the hem. I can't even begin to tell you. And audiobooks is another one as well. I can coach in audiobooks. But it's really not my it's not my forte. And I want I want to give people all of what I do. But I think that those are the areas where I I don't coach. But the other areas are all on the table. Dave, can you um, recount an incredibly proud moment that you've had as a coach, whether it be success from one of your clients or otherwise? Yeah. Um, Without making us cry. Oh, you know, make me cry. Thanks. And by the way, yeah, and just so you all know, Kevin has worked with me and he's not cried yet. Aww. Bobby, I don't, Bobby, you cried? I don't think you have. I cried in Normandy, yeah. <laughs> Dave. That's why you did. Dave, you, you almost had me in tears in Normandy. I think I did. I think I almost made Ooh, you do that. You Boy, yeah, that, that was but a tough yet. class. <laughs> no, but I know, we're close. Um, I think that I think there's I have several examples of where I mean I got to tell you it's something as simple as someone turning a corner in a workshop or someone turning a corner personally where I've gotten emails from a few clients saying that this the work you I'm doing with you is something new newer and more innovative. It's made me feel better about myself. It's made me feel better about my career. I have a newfound appreciation and love for what I do. Those kinds of moments are just unbelievable. And uh, the client, there was a client that I started with, and the names will remain nameless, but um, there's a client, well, he first started with me. I should, I'll reveal it. Uh, My client, Dan Noctrob, who was my first Big, big success story. Uh, Danny and I have worked together for the past eight years. And he was one of these guys who came to a workshop I did eight years ago. And I I didn't know what to make of him. I was like, this guy's got it. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And so he and I, and Dan is, you know, we've had this really great relationship. And I've been so proud whether it's someone who has a huge amount of success right now or someone who has found that one one one-hour session where they come out of it feeling so different, it's the big and the small where you can't help but be so proud to be a coach and to really make a difference in people's lives. And, and people may think I'm being cliche, but I'm being totally serious. People have said to me, should I be a coach? And I've said to people, if you don't have the patience and the ability to really kind of help people in the good times and the bad, don't. Mm-hmm. Because it's an investment, as I said earlier, it's an investment in trust. It's an investment in it's a marriage. And you want to be able to offer them that comfort and that security of knowing that you've got their back. And if it's too much for you, that's totally fine. But I think that it really is something that you put your whole heart and soul. We know some amazing coaches. You've met them. You've worked with them. I've worked with them. 
that are just the best that there is. And that's how you should look at it when you're going shopping for uh, for someone to help invest in your career. You know, Dave, Dan Nochtrop was one of my students at the Ohio Center of Broadcasting back in the day. So you're the reason for his success. Yeah, right here. Forget Dave Walsh. It's not Dave Walsh. Oh, no, she didn't. By the way, just also mentioning there are a number of other people, Maurice Tobias and Nancy Wolfson, who are such a huge part of Dan's career. It's not this isn't one person, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's amazing that that you knew him uh, back then. That's awesome. Skip it a ba ba ba. Dave, I can um, just a few weeks ago, I shot you a note, you know, from from the sessions that we did together and some of the training that I did with you. I know it was because I worked with you that I booked this documentary because I went through the when I auditioned, I went through some of the steps, the processes that we went through and I wrote my notes. I did all my stuff. I did my authentic and I landed the gig and, and I knew I was like, if I had not trained with Dave Walsh, I don't think I got this gig. Seriously. And, you know, that's that's just a small, you know, milestone, I guess. But training with Dave Walsh is effective. I'm, I'm here to tell you. And Dave, uh, with that said, we're going to let you go. Um, but how can people get in touch with you? Well, first of all, Kevin, really quickly, thank you for, for saying what you said. And, and again, for me, those moments, because I've met you guys in Normandy last year, and knowing it's it's that it's that thing as a coach where you know like you know like you know that people have it you have it bobby has it the people who really have that nuance and you and they turn the corner it, again uh, an amazing moment as a coach so thank you for sharing that yeah thank you uh, in, in terms of uh, how the people can get in touch with me uh either through my website which is walsh w-a-l-s is in sam h voiceovercoaching.com uh, you can shoot me an email at dave at walshforceovercoaching.com or do it directly through the website. Uh, easy peasy. You can find me on Instagram uh, at uh, uh, the True Tell, or you can find me at uh, Walsh Video Coaching on Twitter. What else is going on? You're uh, doing some workshops? We are. We're doing a workshop uh, in the affiliate news promo world, uh, which is a very rare kind of a workshop that's being done. We're doing it in Boston in April. Uh, Tiffany Middleton, who is the creative services director at WHDH in Boston, which is an amazing news powerhouse in the the market, is going to guest direct with me. So we have uh, talent coming in from around the country and still have a few slots still available for that. So if you're interested, please reach out. You know, I almost signed up for that, but it conflicted with my sister's weekend in Charleston. Sorry. <laughs> your, your sister has such nerve, I swear to God. <laughs> um, we're going to be uh, doing so. We're actually also going to be at Promax in L.A. in June and the Promax Station Summit and uh, coaching there in Vegas in June as well. And then in a commercial workshop uh, we'll be doing in L.A. in October, which is going to be great. And. In between that, going to Dublin uh, with J. Michael Collins and doing another uh, round week, crazy round week in Ireland uh, oh, nice. for his, his retreat. So that's going to be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. Amazing. He's, he's accessible. <laughs> he's effective. He is the master of the true tell. Dave Walsh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys so much, so much. And continue, continue success and continue success to everybody else out there. Thanks again. Thanks, Dave. Coaches, coach. I love Dave Walsh. He is such a presence. He has such great energy, such positivity. And you love the true tell method because it is all about finding 
that true tell, the authentic storytelling ability within each and every one of us, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave's a great guy, great coach. And you know what? We're up against it. We're, we're almost to VO Atlanta time. Mike, can you believe it's already here? I was just talking today with somebody about this, and he said, are you going to VO Atlanta? And I said, oh, absolutely. He says, I hear it is the conference worldwide of the voice of our industry. I said, yep, and it just gets better every year, and it's right around the corner. Yeah, and I've kind of called it the VO circuit. That's what I've kind of labeled it, because there are so many different things you can go to. But uh, of the VO circuit uh, opportunities, VO Atlanta uh, should be number one on your list. And we have a special guest next week from right here in Nashville, Christy Bowen, who is uh, one of the producers of VO Atlanta, is going to join us. And we're going to talk all things VO Atlanta. So get ready for that next week on the Middle Class VO Podcast. See you down in Atlanta, Kevin. The Dirty South. (laughs) The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. You've been singing Afternoon Delight all morning. Sky rockets in flight. (laughs) And I didn't know what that actually meant until recently. I had no idea what that actually was all about. Wow. What? I I had no idea. I didn't. I was sheltered as a child. What the hell can I tell you? (laughs) 